You're listening to the Live Happier Longer podcast, episode 19. Welcome to the Live Happier Longer podcast. We're your hosts, Molly Watts and Angela McDade. We are here to help you build the habits of a happier, longer life, starting now. This episode is brought to you by the Five for Life Planner. Or if it makes you feel better, Five for Life Planner slash journal. <laughs> right. So you can go right now to fiveforlifeplanner.com and download a full PDF version of the Five for Life Planner slash journal. Yeah. And the Five for Life Planner is a great tool to get you going and check off every day these daily actions. One, move. Two, learn. Three, share. Four, give. And five, let go. Mm. Five daily actions all proven to increase longevity and improve overall quality of life and happiness. Yeah. So you can live happier longer. Yeah. Check it out, fiveforlifeplanner.com for your free PDF of the Five for Life Planner. Hi, Molly. Hey, Angela. How are you today? I am very well. Thank you very much. Glad to hear it. Actually, I'm feeling just a bit, to be honest, I'm feeling just a bit, I don't know, kind of like I've been overindulging a bit. Well, the holiday season does that for you. It does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. So, you know, just a lot of, I went to my cookie exchange and lots of cookies. Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> lots of cookies. Yeah. I like doing the whole cookie thing. You bake a lot. You like mm -hmm, to bake. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I don't. I don't as much now that I don't have a house full of people. Mm, yeah. But mm -hmm. well, we are, as we said, in the thick of the holidays right now. We are pre-recording this for January. Mm -hmm. um, we did this with intention because we knew that in January uh, is often a time of New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. People looking at new changes mm -hmm. and. Um, one of the things that people often do as a result of that overindulging in the holidays mm -hmm. is start a new diet. Yes. And we, we don't, we don't like the whole start a new diet. Yeah. So we are going to speak about making better dietary choices. Mm -hmm. We're going to focus all month with mm -hmm. different people, um, different perspectives of mm -hmm. those healthy choices. And mm -hmm. We wanted to have Lisa King, one of our very first podcast guests, yep. um, back on to the show because in her life, she is a pharmacist and she's made some changes to her diet in the last few years. And she really sees an impact um, not only in her own personal life, but as she's dealt with the same patients mm -hmm. in the pharmacy years, you know, over the years, yeah. she sees how diet really impacts disease mm -hmm. and the prevention of disease from her, yeah. in her family and things like that. So that's why we really want to talk with Lisa first, because it's in, in terms of January, um, she comes at the diet from the perspective of disease prevention. Yeah. So let's speak to Lisa King. Hey, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Molly and Angela. How are you? Oh, we're well. We are so excited to have you back on the podcast. Yeah. You're our first repeat guest. Do you feel Ooh. like, especially? What an honor. Oh my gosh, that is a complete honor. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, we loved talking with you before. And last time we had you on, we were really focused on your book, The Tiny Life Changes, that you co-authored. Today, we really wanted to talk with you. It's January. It's the time of New Year's resolutions and, you know, new you, new year, new mm -hmm. you. 
wanted to talk with you about health and your role in terms of being a pharmacist and a health consultant and really your personal experience I know is important with diet. Absolutely. Yes. I, I really was, when I was uh, thinking about doing this podcast, when you invited me on, I really started thinking that even though I've been a pharmacist for 30 years, the whole beginning part of my practice was really about treatment. You know, somebody mm -hmm. comes in and they have diabetes and, or an autoimmune disease. And so what do we do to treat that? And so I was kind of part of the team as a pharmacist to help them with their medications and teach them about side effects and things like that. But on my own health, um, healthy living journey, I have just found more and more the importance of diet in a wellness program. And really, when you think about it, you always hear the words diet and exercise attached to really any diagnosis, but most people really don't realize how important of a role that really plays in not only treating symptoms, but also preventing disease. So that's what I'm really passionate about right now. Mm -hmm, is preventing disease. And that's certainly a part of the aging experience, right? We've talked mm -hmm. about that. I mean, just all throughout our education process at Five for Life and, and living happier longer. I think the statistic is that by the time people reach the age of 65, like 40% are dealing with some sort of chronic disease state. Mm -hmm. And it might be even yes. reversed that it might be 60%. The other 40 is, it might be reversed. I get, I would have to look it up again. But I mean, it's, it's unfortunately a part of the aging process is often associated with disease and battling yeah. disease. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and for me, really, what really made me start even thinking about this more is as a pharmacist, we go to um, flu clinics at assisted living facilities. And often I would see the same people over and over again from year to year. So these people were living a long life, but they weren't necessarily living a long, fulfilled life because they were basically almost just existing. So I just started thinking, what can I do to live a life that's not only long, but long and fulfilled so I can spend time with my family, my friends. And as each um, thing that happened in my family, whether it was my mom and my sister's breast cancer diagnosis or my mother-in-law's. Alzheimer's diagnosis, I delved more and more into how food can help prevent those diseases or any disease and help you live that long life so you can spend time with your family and friends. Yeah. And that's why I was so, like I said, I really wanted to have you back on and talk with you specifically about this because we have shied away from, and none of our five daily actions are focused on diet. Mm -hmm. And we did it for a reason because there's a lot of not only conflicting, but there's just a mm -hmm. lot of different and varying opinions on what's the best diet, mm -hmm. right? For living, you know, there's people that say don't eat meat. Then there's people that say eat only meats and, you know, fats, no don't eat carbs. No, yeah, you know, so it goes on and on. And so your approach is a lot more about, just like you said, is about more what should we be eating to avoid diseases? Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and, you know, as we talked about earlier, your podcast really isn't about, you know, dieting per se. Mm -hmm. And it's more about disease prevention, living that long, healthy life. And for me, that's kind of what spurs me on. You know, when I'm thinking about my diet, it's really... Like, okay, I want to look really good for my son's upcoming wedding, but I'm not going to eat this because I know that is one thing I'm not supposed to eat because that can potentially cause cognitive decline. So that's what really spurs me on. And I'm really all about sugar. There's a lot of different things, but one thing sticks in my mind is 
sugar reduction. Um, and what I really like to talk about is the American Heart Association um, recommendation of 25 grams per day of sugar for women and 36 grams per, for men. So that's what they recommend to not only prevent diabetes, obesity, heart disease, but that's what I really like to stick with too to help prevent um, Alzheimer's and cognitive decline, which I know you guys are yeah. really about that as well. So, so what what does that look like? So if somebody said how much? Well, there's just sugar in everything. And, and honestly, when you look at some of my friends think, oh gosh, what do you eat? You know, I want to know what you eat. I didn't always eat this way. I, I talk about this all the time, but when my children were growing up, I have three boys. I used to bake every single day, especially in December. That, that was the way <laughs> I showed my love. I, so I was a mom baking cookies every single day. I was not thinking about sugar whatsoever. But honestly, even like when I grab a protein bar or something like that, the first thing I look at is the sugar content. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really looking at carbs or calories or anything mm -hmm. like that. For me, it's all about reading um, sugar content. Mm -hmm. uh, so really, even some of your um, you know, protein bars that you might buy, you know, you're thinking it's something healthy, but some of them have maybe up to 15, 16 grams of sugar in them. That's right. So, and so if it's 25 grams of a day of sugar for women, this is, I'm talking about added sugar in foods. Mm -hmm. um, you really want to look at those labels because you can have almost your one day supply of sugar in just one protein bar. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so that's really one thing to just start reading labels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember looking at for kids drinks like Capri Sun and stuff like that. Those guys are loaded. There's like 26 grams of sugar in one little tiny pouch. Pouches of Capri Sun, yeah. probably not yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, even this morning, I, uh, I have a smoothie in the morning and I was looking at, you know, some of the almond milks and some of the flavored ones like the vanilla, it had, I think, like almost 10 grams of sugar. So, so for me, sugar reduction, more just because of my mother-in-law's Alzheimer's diagnosis, has been very important for our family to reduce that sugar and just be aware of how much we're eating. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think you make a good point with the protein bar because, and you just mentioned yogurt. I, I mean, that's one of those things like there's foods that we think are, you know, we term them as healthy, mm -hmm. right? Like people think, oh, I'm going to go eat a yogurt, right? And it's the same thing. If you look in the bottom of those, you know, in a yogurt that's got fruit at the bottom, you know, and you're stirring that all up, I mean, there is, there can be a ton of sugars in those. Mm -hmm. You have yeah. to, you know, really start paying attention. And I think the reason that I wanted to talk with you and again, not so much focus on, I mean, you know, people get into January and it does, they do think about weight loss, right? I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of people start this, the new year with the new year resolution and, and trying to get there, especially after the holidays, right? When they've maybe... When they have been eating all the cookies that they spent <laughs> yeah. all December making. <laughs> right. They've well, been they're eating. so delicious, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So it's, a, it's that time. But the idea that you want to shape your life and shape your choices with intention and not worry so much. I mean, you, I think, will will say you probably lost. A, I mean, and you're you're a slender person. You were probably slender even when you started this whole thing, but you didn't start it to try to lose weight. You started it with the intention mm -hmm. of trying to prevent disease, and you've probably lost a bit of weight in the in the as a side effect. effect. Yeah, yeah, as a side effect. I, I did, and and that's the thing that most people will really. Um, 
not realize when you start eating foods that are more nutrient dense and have what we call like nature's candy, you know, fruits, vegetables, things that are going to fill you up that are fiber filled, your body naturally stops craving sugar and you just naturally lose weight. And that's another thing that I'm really all about is gut health. So, you know, you can take a probiotic daily, but also I just read a little um, caption, something that said something like, you can take a probiotic daily, but if you don't have good, you know, a good healthy diet as well, that's like throwing seeds into a barren de desert. So mm -hmm. you, you kind of have to have that healthy diet that goes along with the probiotic. And so um, you can take a probiotic daily for good gut health. You can have fermented foods, things like um, sauerkraut, kimchi people have, yogurt, as we said before. I will usually have, if I'm going to have a yogurt, a low-fat almond milk yogurt, low sugar rather. Mm -hmm. But you really want to look at gut health and having fruits and vegetables really does help um, increase your fiber intake. So that helps naturally remove waste from your GI tract. So that yeah. keeps that gut really healthy. And that helps prevent disease as well, just naturally being able to detox your body in that way. Yeah, mm -hmm. I heard somebody, uh, someone reference um, fiber as the scrub brush of the intestinal tract. And you have to think about, you know, that's what when you eat fiber, it's mm -hmm. basically like scrubbing it. Yeah, it's yeah. just scrubbing everything out, which as you know, is, I mean, it's just one of the things that you really want to incorporate into your healthy, in a healthy diet is, is more fiber. Um, yes. I, I always say it's a sponge for toxins. So basically it's taking, you know, all the toxins in your GI tract, which is basically just the food you're eating, the waste and just helping your body get rid of it, which just mm -hmm. leads to, to better health overall. Mm -hmm. So you just mentioned toxins and I know another mm -hmm. big part of your, you know, what you focus on is eliminating toxins. So yes. Tell me what that means to you. What does, I mean, when you say toxins, so is sugar is a toxin? Well, I wouldn't say it's a toxin, but it's just something that's not good for you. But when I talk about toxins, what I usually say is that people say, well, what is a toxin? You know, it sounds so scary, but basically a toxin is anything your body can't use for energy. So you're absorbing toxins um, in some of the skincare and makeup that you put on your body, the, the air you breathe, the, the pollution that you're breathing in from the air the food you're eating, if it's exposed to pesticides, if you're eating processed foods, that type of things. There's, you know, chemical preservatives. So there's easy ways to detox naturally. So it's really not as scary as it sounds. And a lot of these things you do naturally anyway. So basically drinking a lot of water is a great way to just naturally detox your body, eating those fruits and vegetables that are fiber filled so that you can eliminate them from your GI tract. You want to be going regularly. And this is something I talk about all day long in the pharmacy. It's like the hot topic of conversation on the over-the-counter aisle. So, so oh, nice. a lot of people are <laughs> exactly a lot of people <laughs> are embarrassed to talk about it. But really, you you need to be eliminating daily. So that's one way to eliminate these toxins out of your GI tract. A lot of people talk about sweating. That's why yoga is good for it. Movement. So when you're exercising, you're breathing deeply, you're exhaling things, you're sweating, you're um, Rest is another good way. Your body just naturally detoxes at night when you sleep. So it's really important to also get a good night's sleep too. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about that in our yep. conversation about Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, about why sleep is good for your brain. It actually washes it of those toxins that build mm-hmm. up in the brain. It's funny because you got you just made me think of this as a total like side note. You're going to just laugh. I remember the first time that I ever learned about prunes, you know, eating prunes was from my grandfather, you know, and he was like a religious prune eater <laughs> because he was like, you know, he's got to go. Yes. Back in the day. I mean, I think that was the thing my grandmother and I talked about all the time too, that they really love their prunes. You know, it's so funny because now actually a lot of older people don't come in. I, they don't ask me about prunes anyway, but they talk to me about other, <laughs> other things on the over-the-counter aisle. Sorry, that was a side note, but it just made me think of him. <laughs> I know another part that you talk about a lot on your blog, and I love it, and we will link to all this to your mm-hmm. social media and to your new blog, because I know that's out too now since the last time we talked to you. Um, yes. A colorful diet. Yeah. And how important color is. Yes, that's a, the other thing. Um, eating more alkaline versus acidic. So as we talked about the desert before, you know, throwing those seeds into the barren desert, you actually kind of want your body to be desert-like. You don't want disease to grow there. And one of the ways to do that is to have a more alkaline diet. So a lot of people will say, well, you know, your body's really good at adjusting its own alkalinity. And it really is. But when I say more alkaline versus acidic, I talk about more eating colorful foods, those colors of the rainbow, the fruits, the vegetables versus white food. So really, and even when I post a lot of times, I'll put the little emojis up of white food and there's just so many of them, but all of your breads, your pasta, your cake, your baked goods, um, they're all white. Cookies again. (laughs) Exactly. So, so you want to eliminate white foods. So if you're eating more colorful foods versus white foods, you're naturally eating a more um, alkaline diet. And that's the way you really want your body to be is more alkaline so that diseases can't form there. It's more nutrient dense and it just provides, you know, a better, better nutrition for your body to be able to fight off disease. But also look so much nicer. It does. It really does. You look at it and you want to eat it. Yeah, you definitely do. So for you, like you said, there were some things that you did. You have battled, I'm not going to be able to say it right, interstitial cystitis. Interstitial cystitis, yes. I was going to be able to say it right. Look at me. Yes. I was going to say yes. it right. And um, you didn't change your diet to benefit that, but it has. It has. Well, well, I was diagnosed, interstitial cystitis is basically a very painful bladder disease. So, so I've lived with this. Uh, my diagnosis was about 25 years ago. So I basically controlled it mostly through diet. For years, I was on medication, but it's a very strict diet. So uh, basically, it's almost like there's not a bladder lining. So anything you eat that's spicy, fermented, I I really myself can't have a lot of fruit, but I do have vegetables. Um, So anything that's acidic at all, and a lot of fruits are acidic, basically damage the bladder lining. So I really am one to really tell everyone that controlling um, symptoms through diet really works. I like to say that I'm miraculously better than I was when I was first diagnosed. So it really, you know, when your doctor tells you, well, maybe give up, you know, gluten that may help your GI symptoms, give it a try. It's really worth it because my life that I have now versus what I had 25 years ago is so much better. My my symptoms are completely controlled um, by diet pretty much. And I recently had a bit of a flare and I had talked about that on social media, which was very surprising for me. Um, but 
I'm not supposed to have nuts. And so I had some nuts sneak back in. So it's not necessarily unhealthy food and, you know, maybe a little bit too much almond yogurt, which is, uh, I'm not supposed to have yogurt on my interstitial cystitis diet. But the way I do eat now, because it's so much reducing inflammation in my, in my body by having foods that are not packaged and processed by eating real foods, the vegetables, the some fruit that I do have, because I've reduced so much inflammation in my body just over the last several years by eating this way, I really feel that that has helped my symptoms as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and inflammation is a huge, a huge part of most disease states, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's high blood pressure or cardiac disease, those are yeah. all diseases. All they're finding their diseases of mm-hmm. inflammation. So anything that you can do to control inflammation in terms of your diet is going to be super important. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I, I actually read somewhere that that's one of the things that you should do if you're going to do anything for your health at all to try to reduce inflammation in your diet by eating, you know, real whole foods, eliminating packaged processed foods, those white sugary foods. So as we talked about before, sugar is not necessarily a toxin per se, but it can cause inflammation in your body. That's one of the reasons why you want to avoid it. Yeah, I have a feeling alcohol is probably a toxin, isn't it? Well, inflammatory <laughs> per se. That's, that's why, and, and I know there's a lot of controversy you know, behind the gluten-free, dairy-free diets, but gluten and dairy can, a lot of people do have sensitivities to them, so they can cause inflammation as well. Yeah. So I know it's a scary thing for people. I mean, when you start talking about, you know, not eating sugar anymore, there are people out there going, ah, wait, no, I like my cookies. Oh, wait a minute. I have a nightly bowl of ice cream. You know, the, just that panic feeling of, not being able to have the treats that you want, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. So what's your advice with people just from the get-go when they're making a dietary lifestyle change? And I'm not going to say going on a diet because we know all, we all know enough to know that that's not an answer. Mm-hmm. Well, as we talk about in Tiny Life Changes, it's just all one step and one day at a time. So I didn't get like this overnight. It was first, it was, okay, I'm going to, you know, I did give up gluten and dairy. So I I was trying to eat healthier, have more salads, have more fiber filled foods. I was still having one cup of coffee in the morning. I don't even have coffee anymore. And it's funny because at the pharmacy, I I work 12 hour shifts. Everyone's like, Lisa, you're the only one here not drinking coffee. But but sort of that, now see that I got my heart started going like, uh, uh. but but I'm not honestly not supposed to have coffee either for the interstitial cystitis diet. Mm -hmm. So because it it can be acidic. So there are some coffees, uh, natural ones that are not, but, but so it just all kind of added up. And so I was talking to someone else telling them, even my youngest son Now, you know, sometimes I feel guilty, like, oh, he's still a kid. He's not quite 15. You know, I'll buy some donuts or I'll buy something else. And it really goes uneaten. He might have one, but once you start eating this way, things actually taste too sweet to you. So you don't want them. Um, There was this new donut bar that opened up in Scottsdale here. And it was one of those gourmet donut places where, you know, where they put the bacon on top of the donuts. And so they stay open until they sell out. So I went in the other day right before it was closing. And the only way you could do it, you couldn't buy just one donut. You had to buy a box. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, your son's a growing boy. He'll eat these donuts. He had one. I, I think he may have even had a half. 
And he, he just didn't want it anymore. You just honestly you just stop craving the sugar when you, when you give it up. So it doesn't happen overnight, but it can happen. Yeah. So just one small change at a time, either, you know, we talked to somebody before, I can't remember who it was, but said, you know, don't focus so much on taking away mm -hmm. something yeah, as adding, adding in, you mm -hmm. know, so adding in, adding in vegetables, mm -hmm. right. And I've seen these on your, and I, I will find one of your um, posts to link to because I've, you've had like beautiful arrangements of, and you shared from somebody the other day about the purple cauliflower. I mean, like mm -hmm. a beautiful array of vegetables, right? I mean, you know, if you don't like Brussels sprouts, then don't eat Brussels sprouts, you know, yeah, go so find asparagus or mm -hmm. try, you know, something else or kale, for goodness sake, something else, you know, go try something else. Exactly. Yeah. If that, if that's, I think I posted that once. If you don't like kale, don't eat kale. But the other thing too, is I always say leave party food for parties. So, so especially, you know, right after the holidays in January, everybody's had their share of the party food, kind of just leave it for parties. So if you do have a piece of cake at a birthday party, you know, or it's someone's birthday in your house, have the cake. Of course, you know, everything's in moderation, but that doesn't mean you have to eat the cake the whole rest of the week, you know, have, buy a small cake and everybody just have a little bit and then, then go you're on with, with the healthy living after that. So you're saying you're still going to have cake at your son's wedding. Oh, absolutely. Yes. yes. <laughs> but, but honestly, I usually, and it's funny because my sister and I, it's, it, that's one nice thing about having a sister is, you know, you can share everything. So when we go out, we'll usually split, you know, a dessert. And so there was this, we were at a birthday party once and they had these little mini cakes. They were even half the size of a cupcake and we were splitting it. And somebody's like, oh my gosh, you're splitting this little cake. But <laughs> I actually heard that once. Um, I think it was in Bethany Frankel's book, Skinny Girl. And I know we're not talking about dieting, but she just says like, taste everything, but eat nothing. So usually, even if you have a taste, then you don't crave it anymore. Yes, You've had your taste know. and you're done. Mm -hmm. That works for some people. <laughs> um, so I know another, you mentioned, we mentioned it briefly, and I think it's just worth re-mentioning, especially as people are looking at habits um, of changing habits at this, you know, beginning of the year, um, is the importance of drinking water. And yes. I think it can't really be understated. Again, if you don't do anything else, yeah. just drink more water mm -hmm. and you're going to be improving your, your overall health and diet. Yes, it, it keeps you full. It's na it's a natural detox. Just helps naturally um, flush everything out of your uh, kidneys. And I don't drink as much as I should. Honestly, I will be quite honest with that because of my interstitial cystitis. So I, I should drink way more than I do. But basically, aim for half your healthy body weight in ounces daily. So some people will say eight, you know, eight ounce servings, the sixty four ounces, but. If you aim for half your healthy weight, body weight in ounces daily, that's great. You can add lemon to it. You can add all kinds of things to it, berries, and it makes it taste better. But I usually just always drink water. It's, it's mm -hmm. actually my drink of choice. Yeah, well, we had, we've been drinking our ginger and citrus Yes, today. she made me nice. a very nice ginger citrus thing mm -hmm. that's been absolutely delightful. So we've mm -hmm. been enjoying it. We're not enjoying the, we're enjoying some pretty cold, blustery weather up here in Oregon today. So mm -hmm. it's been a nice warm drink for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Different yes, than and, and <laughs> it's, it's a little nippy today, but actually on the topic of drinking things, 
that's another thing is there's so many empty calories and sugar and drinks that a lot of people yeah. don't realize. I mean, yeah. this, the Starbucks Frappuccino, I, if you're going to have one, have one, you know, and then be done one for maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe the month, the month at least. But, <laughs> you know, I work grocery retail and I always like to say, I'm not judgmental, but I kind of am. I see so many people with the gigantic Gulp. Starbucks. And, and even if you're not going to talk about it for calories, the sugar content is, mm-hmm. very, it, it, it could almost be two days worth of sugar in yeah. one drink. And yeah. it's actually your body has a hard time dealing with sugar that comes in as a liquid like that, more sugar yes. than food. It, so that's the, a lot of people aren't aware that that's, that's a bigger issue as well. And, and that sugar spike then leaves you with a crash afterwards. So that's another thing. When you're eating healthier foods, your, your blood sugar level is staying even throughout the day. So you don't get that, oh, I'm so hungry, I'm going to eat anything. And then you crash and then you feel tired and then you want to eat again. You just kind of nat- you naturally lose weight just because of that more stabilized blood sugar. Yeah. Awesome. So Lisa, I know uh, we appreciate you taking the time today to go over these things. Give me your top three things that people should do in terms of their diet choices. Positive dietary yeah, changes. Pi- yeah. Disease fighting diet changes. Mm-hmm. Number one uh, is sugar reduction for me. Yeah. Absolutely. That's going to help prevent not only diabetes, Alzheimer's, uh, obesity, heart disease, some cancers, they're all linked to sugar. So that is my number one thing. Fiber, as I talked about before, um, there's fiber in fruits, vegetables, oats, fiber-filled foods are going to help your body naturally detox, keep your gut healthy. Um, Leaky gut syndrome, which we haven't talked about, has been linked to some autoimmune diseases. So a healthy gut, take a probiotic. And then just the natural fruits and vegetables, staying away from packaged foods. I was the queen of eating packaged and processed diet foods for years. So I would have these packaged diet foods that just are filled with preservatives and chemicals. And, you know, it's basically four raviolis, frozen raviolis in a package. So when you eat real foods, it's going to help fill you up. You're going to have more energy, feel better, and natural reduction of inflammation. And just on your way to better health. Awesome. We'll put those three in our show notes too and link to your, your blog. The blog's title is? The Fulfilled Pharmacist blog. So it's The Fulfilled Pharmacist. And that's where you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Perfect. Well, we appreciate it. I know you're a super busy mom these days, a busy lady with your blog and your work as a pharmacist mm-hmm. all the time and getting ready to get a son married. So we especially, and it's the holidays. So, hey, yeah, <laughs> it's like a, a tribe. Yeah, right. Lots of it going on. So we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, um, sharing great information and your great perspective on ageless diet and, and how to prevent disease. Yeah. Yes. And I so appreciate you having me. So I, I guess I'm kind of somewhat famous on the Live Healthier, uh, Happier, Longer podcast because I'm your yeah. first, second, you you're the second, first, the first guest that's been on for a second time. So thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Thanks. Thank you. Um, bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Live Happier, Longer podcast. Now it's time to move, learn, share, give and let go five daily actions to make the rest of your life the best of your life see you next week